This week, we speak with Elena Levetsi, the head of Southern Europe for Revolut. We discuss scale-ups, how she's helped grow Uber, Circle, and now Revolut, the first global fintech super app. Seeing Uber grow from 100 people when she joined to 15,000 people four years later. Startups versus corporates, her approach to increasing the customer base. Growing Revolut in Southern Europe, where they rely more on cash than Western Europe. We also talk about Revolut's goal to become the first fully global financial platform, female diversity in tech and finance. We discuss her books, mentors, mistakes and sports. Enjoy the chat. Elena Levetsi is the head of Southern Europe at Revolut. She is leading the growth of Southern Europe at the company. The goal of Revolut is to become the world's first truly global bank. Revolut is valued at over £5.5 billion, and they are on a mission to create the first fully global financial platform. She is also a Unichef Next Gen founder, and she's made the list of Forbes top 100 women in 2020. Elena Levetsi, welcome to Innovate. Ciao Nata. Hello everyone. Thanks a lot for uh, for having me. Thank you so much for being on the show. Really excited to speak speak to you. Your history and background is really fascinating. You you get your BA from Milan in business administration and management in 2010, and at that time all of your classmates and colleagues wanted to get their jobs with large multinational co- corporations. Why didn't you want to follow them? Yeah, that's correct. So I graduated at my bachelor degree in Milan uh, back in the days. And then I took one year uh, before starting my master uh, between London and Paris to study marketing. And uh, during this year, I decided I, that I wanted to, to work in order to better understand uh, what I really wanted to do right uh, as as career. And uh, during that time, I got the opportunity to work for a very big and established company. Uh, very cool and famous one, right? But uh, I immediately understood that uh, that uh, type of career, that type of path, especially to start uh, my working life, was not the the right thing, uh, the right thing for me, right? Uh, so I really understood immediately that I wanted to create uh, something from zero. And of course, mm. to risk everything, uh, but uh, <laughs> but I wanted to have the opportunity to make a huge impact and uh, and work on a several things, a several projects at the same time, uh, giving to me uh, an overall an overall view uh, of what it means to do to do uh, business uh, on a three sixty degrees, right? So mm. yeah, that's why I decided to to start my career and uh, and to continue my career in startups at the end. You you come from a family of entrepreneurs and you say that at the time university didn't really have an internship program with with startups. It, it really wasn't considered a serious career path. Um, people actually thought that you were actually quite strange for wanting to work in a startup. Talk a little bit about that. Yeah, I can confirm absolutely that uh, at that time, nobody of my class, for example, uh, wanted to, to, to work in startup and uh, was taking seriously the idea of building a career path in a tech ecosystem, right? Because uh, in Europe at that time, uh, we are speaking uh, about uh, something like 10 and, and over years ago, right? Mm. And uh, tech ecosystem and uh, startup scene uh, was just starting in Europe, right? 
So like all the people uh, coming from uh, top business school across Europe wanted to follow more traditional path like uh, banking, finance sure. or, uh, or multinational companies, right? And established companies. Uh, so uh, yeah, the reality is that uh, nobody really wanted to, to do it. And, uh, but for me, this was, uh, this was the exciting part, right? To be mm. one of the first to be part of this ecosystem. And uh, now uh, the, the funny thing is that they, they are pinging me in order to understand how to change <laughs> the, their career and to join, right. and to join this world. <laughs> really interesting. You, you get an unpaid internship back in Italy and you stumbled into this small unknown company called Uber. Uh, they were launching in Europe at the time and they had a very basic website, no presence in Europe at all, really. Um, but you thought that their business model was interesting um, and then you subsequently became Uber's 100th employee. From that point in time, did you ever think that they would eventually become the company that they are today? So uh, it's correct. I joined. I was really one of the first employees. To be honest, I don't know if I was exactly the number one hundred or or not, but I was really one of the of, of the first ones uh, for sure uh, across Europe and generally speaking across the globe. And this was, to be honest, uh, one of the most exciting. Uh, experiences of my life right and the reality is that uber was so small that nobody not even probably the founders couldn't imagine uh what what uber was becoming and after one year so i joined uh, at the beginning of 2013 and we were launching the first cities across europe and after one year when we launched the peer-to-peer -peer service across the globe uh, things really started to to change and to go on the on the next level, right? And Uber from that moment on really became uh, the, the 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 leader of the mobility industry, right? And mm. really uh, has driven innovation across any corner of the globe with this product. But uh, the reality is that probably nobody, not even investor, uh, <laughs> could imagine could imagine that. Really fascinating. We'll, we'll come on to talk about Revolut in, in a moment, but from 100 people to 15,000 people, which, which uh, Uber became four years later when you left, tell us what that experience was like. What were the biggest takeaways from that growth that you're now using to help Revolut on their similar growth journey? Sure, there are many similarities, right, between uh, Uber and uh, Revolut's approach. For example, the go-to-market activities, right, or uh, the obsession for the quality of the product. Also, the expansion plan, right, we really aim to become the, the, the first financial platform that offers the same product across any uh, corner of the globe, right? And, uh, and also uh, a, simil a similarity is for sure the, the pool of so talented people, from very young people uh, to the top management. And in these companies, both in Uber and in Revolut, I got the opportunity to, to know the founders and to work with them. And uh, this is for me very fascinating. Hmm. And I guess in, in multinationals, you know, you wouldn't normally get the chance to speak so closely with the CEO or the, or the founder of those organizations, but in a, in a startup, very different mentality, born social or born digital in many ways. So you have a much closer relationship, even though it's a large organization at 15,000 people, I'm sure that you have access to the, the leaders and the CEOs of startups much, much closer than you would for a, a multinational. 
it's true. Like I suppose that in a big corporation, you don't even know how to reach out you know, sure. to, to the to the CEO of your company. You know, right. uh, while in our case, for example, uh, uh, our CEO Nikolai Storonsky is uh, literally as luck away from from me, right? And mm. uh, so he's pretty, he's really available uh, to to answer to all our questions and uh, to be available to speak with us like on a weekly basis uh, through the town hall, etc. But uh, yeah, we are much closer, right? And then these are uh, these these people, the founders of this uh, really innovative company, company that really mm, define a new path of an entire industry, are so visionary, and uh, but also uh, young people, right? At the same time, mm. that is very interesting to see uh, how they build this company, uh, these companies from from zero on, and making them the leader of uh, an entire an entire industry. Hmm, really fascinating. So fast forward a couple of years and you decided that you wanted to stay with startups and move out of mobility. So you joined the huge crypto giant circle. Um, you did really well there. And then fast forward a couple of years from then and Revolut reached out um, and they wanted you to become their general manager. Huge opportunity. Um, Revolut really is becoming another Uber in, in many ways, if we look at the similarities uh, of the way that Uber grew and, and the way that Revolut is, is growing and, and the vision of Revolut, which you'll talk about in a moment. The company is now the UK's most valuable financial technology startup. And after a funding round, that's more than tripled its value to sort of 4.2 uh, billion pounds. It's now even more uh, valuable than, than Monzo. And your goal is to become the first fully global financial platform. That's a pretty big ambition discuss it's, it's right it's right it's a huge ambition but i think we have uh, all the components and uh, the ingredients to make it possible right uh revolut uh, was born uh, five years ago uh from a very simple idea so to not add inconvenient fees on the exchange rate right and uh, and to become the the best financial partner for travelers in five years uh, we really were able to build a product that is much more complete. And nowadays we are becoming the, the best financial partner for everyday life, right? And uh, the idea is really to build this uh, super fintech super app uh, that allows uh, any customer uh, to answer to all money needs from one unique place, that is our app. So we are able to answer to daily uh, problems uh, or, uh, or needs, like, for example, monitoring the, the budget, to more niche uh, niche needs, like, for example, to invest in crypto assets or uh, to invest in the stock option market or uh, or other other features. So uh, at the moment, we are a very complete platform uh, that uh, is targeting both a mainstream and a niche target, right? And we are able to, to expand also globally, right? We just launched uh, Japan, uh, we launched Singapore, Australia, the US in the last few months, right? And we are across in, in the entire uh, Europe. Uh, so our growth is really exponential. Hmm, really fascinating. So, so you said um, the company has expanded into current accounts, into business banking, cryptocurrency, and stock trading. You also you've also got an app teaching kids to uh, sort of better spend their money. Uh, and now, as I understand it, you have 13 million customers worldwide. That's in fifth, in five years. That's pretty. Uh, sort of uh, amazing growth. How has the company achieved that growth in such a, a small period of time? 
I would say that the main factors are uh, a very good product. So our product is really able to to drive innovation, uh, not only in, fi- in fintech, but generally speaking, uh, in uh, in the entire technology world. And uh, I would say that the people. So we really hire and aim to hire. Uh, a, a players so really top talent mm. and our process is really in, in through our process we really pay a lot of attention uh, uh, to that and also expansion plan right uh, so we have a very intense roadmap of expansion to become really the the first uh, global uh, fintech super app hmm. Let, let's talk a little bit about your role in a bit more detail you're responsible for southern europe now certain parts of europe it's far more common to be cashless. And in, in London, for example, you can go weeks and weeks and weeks or months without even having to touch cash to pay for anything. In Southern Europe, that's generally not the case. How do you grow a digital bank when people are still so closely tied to their cash? Yeah, you are totally right. Southern Europe is uh, quite different from northern countries like, for example, the UK, Ireland or, or uh, I don't know, Sweden, right? Sure. Uh, we are still uh, culturally very linked to cash. And uh, the situation, of course, uh, varies across different countries, uh, but uh, generally speaking, it's is like that, right? And uh, in big cities like Milan, for example, you can pay now almost everything with your card and people use it uh, more and more. But in small towns, it's something that is still not possible, right? And we are still far from there. Uh, there is a big cultural switch to, to make, and we are part of this switch, for sure. You, you imagine with the, with the COVID emergency, for example, and uh, the fact that uh, cash can be a vehicle for infection, right? And the process started to become faster. And in Italy, for example, the government is also developing some measures to facilitate digital payment uh, with a sort of uh, government state cashback, right? Uh, I think that here we play an important role, right? So, and our role here can be really double, right? Mm. From one side, offering a user-friendly platform to customers so they can make a lot of uh, operations uh, from their smartphone and discover how managing money digitally can help in terms of money safety, better control, less fees, and more transparency, generally speaking, right? Hmm. And also on the other side, offering an easy platform to learn new ways to manage their money, like crypto, trading, etc. cetera. Uh, that Revolut made simple and uh, not expensive. That is, at the end, our our ambitions, right? To, be, to become very, like to, to really offer a, a very transparent product uh, with very low fees and uh, very intuitive for everyone. Hmm. Now, your founder, Nick um, Storonsky, uh, recently said that going forward, our focus is on rolling out banking operations in Europe, increasing the number of people who use Revolut as their daily account and striving towards profitability. You've seen incredible growth growth across Italy. Um, I think you've hit 500,000 users um, in the last few months. Uh, that's a 400% increase in your customer base. Uh, and and that's more than tripled over the last year. Tr- just tremendous success and tremendous numbers. How have you achieved that growth? I'm sure COVID nineteen has been a factor uh, in terms of uh, sort of people switching from more traditional ways of banking to more digital ones. But ha- what other factors have helped you achieve that tremendous growth? 
Sure, uh, you are you are saying right because in the last uh, 12 months in Southern Europe and in Italy we have done really a huge jump, right? But I can confirm that this growth is is similar across the globe where we are uh, where we are working and operating, right? Uh, so we, what we are really doing is making uh, making it more and more relevant in uh, in the customer life uh, by integrating with compelling features, right, and incomparable solution that we are able to offer as unique player. And uh, also people finding Revolut uh, an app, uh, in, in the app, actually, in the Revolut app, what they need. And uh, and also, like, it's very, it's very easy for them to use. It's very intuitive. You don't need to have a financial background, right, uh, to use a certain feature. But also, maybe you are just curious uh, to discover how certain things work. And you know that in Revolut, in this unique place, you're able to find uh, uh, all the answers through a very, very easy customer experience, right? And uh, and also consider the word of mouth as a very mm. powerful level lever for growth, right? If your friend tells you that uh, he she discovered a great app that make uh, that makes things so easy, so much easier, uh, you want it too. The same for sure. a colleague, for a for a person of your family, etc. So we were able to really uh, build the first big portion, like we are speaking about millions of people, just mm. through word of mouth. For the first part of uh, of our of our path, and now of course we are testing uh, lots of activities as well. Hmm. So the so the business is, is generally grown organically through through word of mouth, as as you said. Now to get to that next stage of, of of growth, are you thinking about you know what other forms of marketing are you thinking about? Are you thinking about are you driven more by the traditional big blockbuster above the line uh, sort of campaigns of tv and print above the line or are you looking at more sort of growth hacking tactics of you know using data to to really sort of you know uh, you know that silicon valley mindset of build it iterate and then use that data to sort of figure out where best to deploy your efforts is it mostly traditional marketing that you're driven by or are you looking at more growth hacking tactics Definitely the second one, uh, Nathan, and uh, we really like uh, test a lot work starting from data across any function of the company. Also, for example, from PR and uh, speaking about PR, uh, for example, is really one of our uh, main levers of growth, right? We don't really pay uh, media. Uh, We are still far from there. Right, mm. uh, but uh, for us, for example, PR is a great lever to keep the public updated uh, on the latest product, for example, on the latest feature, and uh, and about the company news, uh, company news as well. Uh, and we we use this lever in, or, in order to increase the brand awareness and the trust. Of course, we are speaking uh, about uh, uh, money, right? So mm. people want to make sure that uh, they are uh, like the downloading an app that is completely. Uh, trusted and safe and also we are building our uh, reputation and again you know, in in countries like Italy like uh, uh, Greece I don't know Spain or other markets of southern Europe uh, is even more challenging right to explain really the value the benefit of a, of, a digi- of a digital payment right so it's a it's a huge work we do when we launch a market when we start our go-to-market activities 
Join us on the 10th of October at 4pm GMT for our stellar online event from Door, Shaping the Future, the Imperative to Evolve Your Business Philosophy. Business success, innovation and technological progress today are increasingly dependent on navigating nuanced and complex issues. Climate change and social inequality threaten to shatter the very foundations of our organisations and society, while technological change increases mass unemployment and deepens social unrest, impacting the buying habits of our customers and employees. Meeting these challenges head-on requires challenging existing approaches, business logic and values, in other words, evolving your business philosophies. So join us on the 10th of November at 4pm GMT. Lee Sankey, the founder of Door, will host an all-star panel of four business leaders, CEOs and thinkers for the seven provocations that you can use to challenge your business philosophy, decision-making and deliver outstanding results for your organization. That's the 10th of November at 4 p.m. GMT. Book your place now. The details are in the description. So, so you spoke a moment ago about hiring A players. Now, when we're competing with uh, sort of well-funded startups like Monzo and Starling, etc., it's crucial to have the right growth team in place to help you achieve your objectives. What's your approach to building an an A-class growth team that can help the company achieve their objectives? First of all, we really like pay a lot of attention to the to the people we attract, and we really try to balance properly uh, all the diversity, right, during the. The, the process and uh, and uh, during the hiring yeah during the hiring process uh, but I would say that the the main ingredients uh, of the success are the product uh, the product is incredibly well made it's complete and we constantly improve it right and integrate it with new features built uh, in-house mainly and uh, and we really pay a lot of attention to the customer and we are constantly in touch with the customer. And this is real because, for example, on a local, uh, on, on the local side, we really manage, for example, our uh, social media and uh, we are going to build our blog and uh, the customer uh, can reach out constantly through Facebook, for example, or through the in-app uh, chat, right? And, but it's real. We really like listen to that feedback, to their feedback, and then we we implement uh, in the product trying to deliver the, the best possible solution. And then, of course, we really try to hire people also who have a, a proven track of, uh, of, uh, of similar experiences, right? To build a, a so fast growing scale up is not, uh, not easy, it's not a common thing. So we try, we tend to attract talented people who have already uh, proved that, that they are able to to do a so ambitious project. Hmm. It's, it's interesting. So so you said a moment ago that you focus on the on the customer, which is um, which is obviously hugely important for a, a tech player. How much of your time is spent focusing on the customer versus looking at what the competition is doing? Are you ever looking at sort of over the over the over your shoulder, over the fence at what Monzo or Starling are, are doing, or are you totally maniacally focused on the needs of the of the customer? How much of a balance is there between the two? I would say the second, right? And of course, yeah. locally, you know, from a, my perspective, you know, in my role, I work much more on the go-to-market activities, right, instead of the product, right? Uh, but I would say that we have so talented and uh, bright uh, minds on board that... Uh, 
I really don't see Revolut following what others are doing, but we are more and more defining the path for the innovation, right? And our product is really becoming the benchmark of the industry in terms of uh, perfection, in terms of innovation. And uh, so I would say that, right? We really mm. research constantly in order to to improve the product uh, with constant uh, constant innovation. But, uh, but I think that uh, we don't really look... Uh, at what the others are running, but more and more we try to 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 be the first, right? Mm. Well, that's that's really interesting. I mean, you talk about data there and the importance of data to improve the 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 product. I mean, you've got 13 million users now. You've got a huge amount of data to help you shape your products and sort of create personalized content and experiences. That sort of data must be a marketer's dream. Yeah, absolutely. Like the the fascinating thing for me, and and also one skill I'm improving more and more, uh, especially here at Revolut, is it is to really like start from data, data, and need to speak to everyone internally. You know, from a from legal department to product people to growth people like me to PR to marketing, etc. Right, and uh, we don't take any decision really without uh, checking data, without uh, building uh, business models, business cases uh, before proceeding in launching a new feature or launching a new campaign, etc. So we really pay lots of attention to, to that. Uh, and at the end, uh, this is the probably the right way to approach uh, our, uh, our processes. Hmm. Let's, let's talk a little bit about COVID-19 because... We know that the consumer has changed significantly because of the of the pandemic. Uh, it's really driven digital adoption of, of products and services. Um, and many are predicting that the way that we used to do many things really won't, won't return in, in the way that we've expected them. How, how have you seen the consumer change in their relationship to using banking services because of COVID-19? Wow, in many in many ways, right? During the emergency, people use the uh, digital uh, players more, more and more, since everything uh, can be done instantly and safely just from uh, from their smartphone, right? Uh, for example, sending and receiving money, uh, making online purchases in a safe way, keeping track of their spending, or for example, donating to to their uh, charity, uh, etc., right? And of course, we saw a significant increase of activities, like, for example, uh, trading and crypto, because people decided to to try, you know, uh, something new while at home. And uh, and also, for example, if we talk instead of, of how shopping changed during the pandemic, uh, we saw a very big spikes on entertainment, for example, in streaming and gaming platform, while many other categories, as you can imagine, decreased dramatically, like, I don't know, restaurants or transportation. Uh, but generally speaking, people adopted, adopted much more uh, Revolut, for example, because they couldn't go to a physical branches of their bank, right? Uh, and they started to actually to discover how powerful it is to open an account just in a few minutes and do mm. all your action uh, through this account very simply and without uh, without cost. Uh, so, uh, for example, we really also, I would say, enlarged also the pie of our customers, right? And also people uh, of the age of my mother, for example, uh, mm. started to, to really recognize the value of it and not only millennials anymore, right? 
Hmm. So, so second question related to, to COVID-19. I mean, how, how has COVID-19 affected Revolut in the way that you operate, both from an operations point of view, from a productivity standpoint? Because I would imagine being a technology startup, you, you're born digital and a number of the ways that many industries have been forced to change. You, I guess, have been operating digitally since the time that you were you were born as an organization. How has COVID-19 affected you operationally and from productivity point of view? But the reality, Nathan, is that we were not really affected, right, in terms of uh, productivity. Our productivity and operation were really not affected at all. Uh, mm. At Revolut, we were already used to work from remote and uh, to do everything from our laptop, right? And uh, we already uh, did it one uh, one day per week before COVID uh, for, a, yeah, for a matter of a work-life balance reasons. And uh, plus, consider that all our platforms are based on cloud, right? So we can work from anywhere and uh, we don't really need a physical uh, presence. And for us, it was really easy. Imagine that Italy was the first market to enter in lockdown across Europe and also was the first one to go out from lockdown. And for us, it uh, was literally to discover that we had to do it. We had to change drastically our habits literally overnight. Because in Italy, the government started to, co- to communicate it and overnight uh, this, become, this became a national, a national effect to, to respect mm. from, from the, the day after. And I, I was uh, very well surprised uh, by the fact that uh, nobody of the team literally lost uh, even half of the day. We were able to switch immediately to online all our activities and uh, to keep uh, the productivity incredibly high for uh, all the time of the lockdown. And this was mm. impressive for me. And once more, I understood that, that we really hire uh, talented people because uh, outside the door, like the, the probably the biggest emergency and crisis ever was happening, right? Mm and uh, totally unexpected, but inside the door, mm. we were able to work uh, all day long, uh, like uh, like nothing was was really happening. And, uh, like thing, and yeah, yeah, and achieving incredible, uh, incredible goals as well, also in Italy. So uh, yeah, that, mm. that was tough, but uh, the company and uh, the team was fully prepared, to be honest. Really interesting. Um, Elena, last couple of questions and, and then we'll get into our, our favorite questions towards the end of the interview. So from from working at the hugely successful Uber to crypto giant circle to where you are now with, with Revolut, very few of us will get to work in organizations growing at that speed uh, and, and of the size of these organizations. What have been the main takeaways for you personally when you reflect on how to grow a a fintech uh, sort of scale up? What are the main takeaways that you've taken away from those three impressive organizations? Uh, many things, right? I learned. I learned uh, through through these years. Uh, now almost uh, almost ten years of uh, of career of career in uh, in a big uh, tech scale up, right? But I would say that there are uh, common uh, common things 
uh, that happens, right, and common processes. And uh, for example, uh, uh, you really needed to be a lot of flexible, right? Really, uh, very, very flexible in uh, in uh, in approaching every day because things are constantly changing. And uh, of course, uh, I think you should be part of the creation of the processes, right? Uh, so you you shouldn't expect the processes to be set and everything to be structured. But the cool thing, the, the fascinating thing to me in this type of realities is exactly to be part of the creation of those, right? And also we are really encouraged to try, test a lot. And if we fail, no problem, we retry and then uh, we succeed and then we play book everything for our colleague. So we are also, for example, at Revolut, in the team I work with uh, of market leads, we are very collaborative, right? Incredible, right? But mm. we are very collaborative between each other and we really try to test a lot in our market and then uh, to, to, to propose to our colleague to scale it uh, in their market as well. And also another uh, thing I learned uh, through, through the path is uh, to control to, to control the stress, right? So I think that these type of realities are uh, very engaging. Uh, they ask a lot, uh, but uh, it's also like for me very rewarding to be part of this journey, right? So I really, I really learned how to how to control my stress and to live it uh, in a in a and to live everything in a in a positive way. And if I can say the last thing, probably mm. I learned how to be. Uh, even more empathetic and mm. uh, and understand very quickly uh, when things are changing and uh, and uh, be able to adapt to this change uh, incredibly fast. Mm, really interesting. And and then final question before we get into the uh, the favorite questions at the end of the interview: representation of women and minorities, especially in leadership positions in technology companies, has has been lacking for a very long time um, in, in finance, especially, but also in, in tech, despite women being 50% of the workforce and 50% of consumers, what more can be done to make representation of, of women in tech and finance more representative of the world that we live in? You're totally right. There is probably much to do uh, from a gender equality perspective. And, uh, but generally speaking, uh, what I see is that the tech and finance, of course, are doing two industries where uh, women are still present with significantly lower number than men, right? Of course, these are perceived as the two typical men industries, right? Mm. Uh, one reason could be that uh, they are a bit less... Uh, uh, I, I don't know, like probably one reason is that uh, they think, women think, uh, that these two industries do not offer the right space for for them for what they need, uh, but I I actually really do believe it is the contrary, right? But also it's the role of the of the company uh, to to show how these places are uh, are right for women or for all the type of uh, of diversity, right? For example, uh, during during interviews we tend to 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 mix. A lot of the characteristic of people of, of people who are running the interview, right? From more junior to more senior people, mm. uh, we we of course uh, show our uh, top talented men, but also women as well, right? So, and you can ask many questions. And the thing that is interesting to me is that uh, uh, at the end of the interview at Revolut, we usually ask if there 
there is any other doubt uh, about how welcoming in, is this place for a, a woman, for example, uh, they can ask to speak with someone in the HQ or in another office, you know, and to have another interview, like we can provide uh, many indications and uh, we, we are incredibly open uh, to, to, to organize interview with, uh, with anyone across the company in order to show that uh, the place is the right one. So we are, mm. I think, incredibly transparent. And, uh, but I can confirm as a woman working uh, uh, at Ravult that there is a lot of space. For example, my manager, she's a woman and she was promoted during uh, her pregnancy, right? And she's doing mm. an amazing career and she's very inspirational uh, for, uh, for all the company. And uh, as uh, uh, she's doing very well, other, other women across the company and, uh, and not only. So yes, I would say that, of course, it's our role uh, to show more and more our uh, top leadership, also female leadership, uh, and um, we are seeing an increase of candidature of females as well. Hmm. Really, really fascinating. Elena, I know I've only got you for a few more minutes, so let's get into everyone's favourite questions. These are the questions that I ask all of the guests that come onto the show, so really excited to ask you some of them as well. Um, let's start with our first one. Tell us about a time when you failed and what you learned from the experience. Sure. One time I failed, for example, uh, has been when I accepted an offer that on paper was uh, a huge opportunity and a huge mm -hmm. offer. And uh, it was uh, in a very small Itali Italian company. Okay, it was, so it was not, uh, of course, Uber, Circle or Revolut at all. And uh, everything on paper was amazing. But my gut feeling was telling me that this was uh, the wrong thing. But I thought, okay, I don't have enough experience you know, to just uh, to evaluate through my gut feeling. So I'm going to accept this offer because uh, it sounds incredibly, incredibly good for, uh, mm. for me. And uh, and I was wrong. Actually, I I have to I have to to follow my gut feeling, and this mm. is really probably the most important thing that uh, that matter, right? So mm. yeah, this was my 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 learning. I would say. I've I've made many of those mistakes, Elena, over the over the years. So uh, yeah, you're not alone there. Um, tell us about some of your early mentors. Who influenced the way that you think about growth? The way you think about scaling technology companies and marketing i would say all my managers influenced me right but especially probably the manager uh, i had at circle marik flament that mm. i know you know her and yep. uh, she's really she's really inspiring and i think that yeah. she was the one who really influenced influenced me the most and she's still my mentor uh today i don't know if she knows probably she knows but she's still my mentor <laughs> and uh yeah and i i would say that uh, the characteristics uh i think are fundamental for a mentor are is are the professionalism right and uh really the transparency and uh you have to feel that your uh, your manager or your man your mentor is really supporting you uh, across any decision like uh so I would say, yeah, that like the professionalism of this mm. person and also air preparation, right? Mm. To be able to be always the most prepared in uh, in the room, even if the topic was not uh, the, the, a topic specifically for uh, for air function, right? So, mm. 
Really fascinating. Now, j just from interviewing Marie and having her on the on the show, I can imagine that she'd be a, an amazing mentor. And yeah, I'd love her to be my mentor as well. So you so you're very lucky. Um, let, let's get into our, our next question, the books question. This is our listeners' favorite questions. So tell us about some of your favorite books. What books have been instrumental in the way that you think about uh, technology, the way you think about growth, the way you think about marketing? What books are you reading now and what books have been influential to you? So, Nathan, the reality is that uh, I I am starting to read more and more now, mm -hmm. but I tend to read uh, books that are not uh, related to my working life. Ah, right? okay. But I try to really disconnect and to go away with my mind when I when I read. So, for example, I love thrillers, <laughs> but, mm. uh, but uh, for example, in this moment, I'm reading a book that is called, in Italian, Tutto un altro pianeta, so translated is... Uh, all another planet and mm. uh, speaks about uh, a little alien uh, who comes uh, on our planet to, mm. to study the traditional family right and to understand uh, how uh, a good and a traditional family is done right so with a father with a mother with the kids and with a dog and, uh, <laughs> but when he arrives he discovers that the reality is very different right and uh, right. there are uh, other components uh, that make uh, a family perfect and uh, and this all these families he encounters are not traditional at all so right. you have two fathers you have two mothers you have one <laughs> you one single mother you yeah. have uh, uh, like many many welcome to 2020 Exactly, exactly right. And he, at the beginning, he is very scared, but then he becomes more and more fascinated, and he wants to bring to his planet this this secret source that probably at the end will be will be the lover, right? So uh, wow. I'm reading this, and uh, and also wow. but another book that I want to read. So the next book I'm going to read is a book suggested by my current manager. Mm -hmm. And uh, is emotional intelligence for dummies, and uh, <laughs> yeah, since I really want to, I want to learn more and more how to you know to manage you know, a emotional response to sure. any situation. So I, this will be my next book. Yeah, really fascinating, really fascinating. What, what do you do to keep mentally and physically fit? So I I, I love sport. So in my next life, probably I will be a, like a, a sport professional, really. <laughs> uh, but not in this one. Uh, but, uh, sports. I, but I play, well, I, actually I play many sports, but uh, now in this specific moment, I play tennis and I go to, mm. I go to ra uh, racing bikes as well. Huh. Um, but I also love to go to swimming pool, for example. And I, as soon as I have time, I go to the mountains to do trekking. So what I what I tend to do is to spend my weekend in, in the middle of the nature and uh, to completely disconnect. You know that in Italy we are lucky because yeah. Milan is one hour from beautiful mountains, one hour from sure. beautiful sea. So yeah, I tend to do yeah. so. Fantastic, fantastic. Last couple of questions and then I'll, I'll let you go. What advice would you give to a young person or millennial who asks, wants your advice to grow a fintech unicorn? So I would say that uh, my suggestion, okay, generally speaking to a young person who wants to do my job and our, our job in, in tech companies is to really create his her own path without uh, without following the others right and uh, w without following the trends 
and cool things. Don't do it just because it's cool, but do the thing that is that is really the right for you, right? Mm. And uh, so there are many companies and startups across many industries, right? So study a lot, uh, read a lot, look for what really uh, is the right thing for you. And maybe uh, it's an unknown company, uh, but if you think, if you if you feel in your gut feeling that it's the right thing for you, maybe maybe you are right, and maybe this company will explode one day, and you will part of this amazing journey. So mm. don't follow the others, but uh, just really be able with all the instruments we have nowadays to find the right thing for you. Mm, really fascinating. Um, and my final question, Elena, what does you know about growing technology companies today that you wish you knew? at the very beginning of your career when you were just leaving university? You know, you know, Nathan, I think that the reality is nothing. In the sense that uh, I think that the, ex- the exciting part for me uh, has been what I learned on my skin uh, through the path, right? Mm. Uh, so tech world has uh, his own dynamics uh, and the journey to discover them and to get familiar with them is uh, is probably the most beautiful part. Uh, so um, I would say I, I, nothing particularly, but uh, for sure I a person needs to know how uh, challenging it is and uh, how much tenacity it requires. Mm. And uh, since uh, things move much faster than in other uh, industries and uh, environments, I understood that a startup uh, is not for everyone. So, and uh, it, there is there is not uh, something wrong is that, right? Mm. But it's just a fact. So mm. I would say that, but uh, I do believe uh, I, I am really done for this type of roller coaster <laughs> journey. So, yeah. I can see, definitely. Elena, thank you so much for doing this. Thanks a lot, Nathan, really for the opportunity. Thank you. We have been speaking with Elena Levetsi. She is currently the head of Southern Europe at Revolut. If you enjoyed this conversation, then head over to Apple Podcasts where you can listen to other guests discussing all things innovation. Thank you for all your feedback and suggestions on LinkedIn and email. Write to me at nathan.innovate.show. Please head over to iTunes and give us a review. Follow me on Twitter at Nathan Anibaba. We would be unable to do this show without our very own innovators. Ahmed Ahmed is our editor. Genevieve Megeki is our booker slash project manager. Marion Begum is our head of research. I'm Nathan Anibaba. You've been listening to Dot Innovate. And we're done. <laughs> Brilliant. Thank you so much. Thank you. That was so good. What did you think? Join us on the 10th of October at 4pm GMT for our stellar online event from Door, Shaping the Future, the Imperative to Evolve Your Business Philosophy. Business success, innovation and technological progress today are increasingly dependent on navigating nuanced and complex issues. Climate change and social inequality threaten to shatter the very foundations of our organisations and society, while technological change increases mass unemployment and deepens social unrest, impacting the buying habits of our customers and employees. Meeting these challenges head-on requires challenging existing approaches, business logic and values, in other words, evolving your business philosophies. So join us on the 10th of November at 4pm GMT. Lee Sankey, the founder of Door, 
will host an all-star panel of four business leaders, CEOs, and thinkers for the seven provocations that you can use to challenge your business philosophy, decision-making, and deliver outstanding results for your organization. That's the 10th of November at 4 p.m. GMT. Book your place now. The details are in the description.